Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Professor Tai Chi's Journey West is a feature documentary about Tai Chi, one of the greatest masters, and that would be Chang Manqing, a man who brought Tai Chi and Chinese culture to the West during the swinging, turbulent 60s. Though Chang is an important transformational figure, his teachings have been overlooked. This documentary t- tells his story of this remarkable life and features Tai Chi as a martial art and a spiritual practice. We're joined today by the director of the Professor Tai Chi's Journey West, and that would be Barry Strugatz. Very welcome to film school. Thanks a lot, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, tell me a little, let's just start where, so I think people are wondering, how did you get introduced to the subject, uh, to the art of Tai Chi? Well, I had a couple of friends who were uh, into martial arts. Uh, one friend was doing Aikido, one friend was doing karate, and they were saying, Barry, you should do some some kind of martial art. And, uh, you know, I was never a great athlete or anything like that, uh, sort of a little clumsy. And, and I was, you know, looking into the different martial arts, and I, I thought that Tai Chi was something that I could do, you know, if I was lucky enough to live to old age, it's something I could just continue doing, and it didn't seem as punishing on the body as some other martial arts. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know too much about it, and uh, when I, then I started getting into it, and uh, I discovered that it was had a lot of aspects to it, and um, I sort of got hooked on it. Now, when you say aspects, you mean beyond the, the sort of something beyond the more obvious physical aspect of it a little bit, or was it, did you? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, there's different, um, besides being the really beneficial um, exercise, health exercise, um, it's also um, a martial art. You could use it for self-defense. But it's also, um, has a, is, is also considered a, a moving meditation, so you could say there's a, a spiritual aspect to it also. And um, all of the, a lot of it is based on um, the Chinese philosophies of Taoism and Confucianism. So there's a lot of stuff going on there that doesn't um, seem apparent at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and for people who are, are wondering about, uh, I think we're all familiar with karate, jujitsu, sort of the more um, aggressive martial arts. Is there a, is there a way to summarize what if? somebody saw somebody doing Tai Chi, what would be the characteristic that they would most notice? Well, if you saw someone doing the form, it looks like that they're doing a very slow movement, very um, smooth and easy. Um, but then if you get into the um, the more martial aspects of it, the, there's an exercise called push hands where mm-hmm. you're supposed to push the other person off balance. And um, one thing that separates it from it's, it's considered an internal martial art because there's a lot of stuff going on inside your body. It's a lot to do with balance and um, coordination. But one thing that um, you don't do in Tai Chi is you never initiate the action. So it's always, it's never um, aggressive, and it's always um, you're reacting to the other person. So you never would never make the first move. Excellent. Well, now let's talk about the the actual the subject of your film, the Professor sure. Tai Chi's Journey West, uh, and that would be Cheng Man Ching. Tell us a little bit yeah. about him and um, how you got to know about him. Well, 
I've been studying for, I, I guess, uh, almost 25 years, and um, all my teachers, most of my teachers have were students of his. He died in 1975, and um, I would hear these great stories about what an amazing person he was, how skillful he was, and um, his various lessons that he would hand down to his students. And um, and then about 15 years ago, um, one of his senior students, a guy named Stanley Israel, died. And I knew him only slightly, but I knew that, made me realize that we were in danger of losing all these stories and lessons that Chang Manching had taught his, his students. And um, so I went to one of my teachers, Ken Van Sickle, who is, uh, besides being a senior student of Chang, he's also a great cinematographer. He shot the movie Hester Street and other mm. good movie, great yeah, movies. Yeah. And he, he was also kind of the main photographer of Chang's New York school. So I suggested we do a documentary about Chang through the words of his students and his children, and he agreed, and so we started shooting interviews. And um, I think one of the things that's um, unique about Chang, he came in his, he was in his 60s, he brought his family over to New York, in about, it was about 1964, and um, he, he uprooted his whole family, and he moved here because he wanted to spread uh, Tai Chi to the West. And um, the thing that made him unique was not only was he a, a great um, Tai Chi master, but he was also um, had other great skills. He was a, um, a, a physician. He practiced Chinese traditional medicine. He was a painter. He was a poet. He was a scholar. Um, he even did flower arranging. And they all were um, guided by the Chinese philosophies. So he really came from this like traditional classical Chinese cultural background. Yeah, and... Um just from the film, he, he was—he um, seemed like a very modest man. A, a lot of the people that uh, took training from him talked about his. Well, he had an ego. He was—he was modest. He was—he uh, was gentle, relaxed. I think was the word that I kept hearing from the people who worked with him. And yet, at the same time, a, a, an excellent sort of in within his discipline, a very good teacher. Is that a yes. fair assessment? Yeah, he, he he was modest, and I think that's one reason why he's not better known, because he didn't really promote himself, and he never called himself a grandmaster or a master or anything like that. He was he was um, very modest, and um, also, when he came over here, he came from a very conservative background. He, he was originally from mainland China. Uh, then after the Chinese Revolution, he moved to Taiwan and set up a school there. And then he came to the U.S. in the 60s, and he was from a very conservative background, um, uh, and and he was very traditional. He wore these uh, traditional Chinese robes, which looked very strange in New York City. <laughs> but his students over here were all. A lot of them were like these hippies and radicals and anti-war protesters. And they seemed like opposites, but somehow they sort of uh, hit it off with each other and they influenced each other. So Cheng in China, they would teach uh, martial arts and Tai Chi in a very regimented, you know, master-student way. And here he kind of mellowed out and was much more playful. Um, as um, Ed Young, one of his students, said, if he if he taught um, the Americans the way he taught people in China, he wouldn't have any students because they were so strict and, and disciplined. So he kind of mellowed out, and it and it you know it affected his Tai Chi. And the students were sort of like they were kind of searching for something because it was very you know it was um, the Vietnam War was raging on the civil rights movement, and it was a very tumultuous time, and they were kind of looking for something. Um, from outside Western culture to sort of um, give meaning to their lives. So it was sort of a very interesting marriage of the two. Yeah. 
Um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Barry Strugatz. He is the director of the film um, The Professor, Tai Chi's Journey West. So this was in New York City. Obviously, there was, as you just described, this sort of cultural kind of culture clash, but yet at the same time, um, what I was struck by in the film were uh, how many... Well, there was a culture clash, I should should say. Uh, it was initially the, the class was in... Um, a, was it a Chinese cultural center was where the original... Well, it was kind of a businessman's... They had a club, sort of like a social club, and they invited him over from Taiwan to teach there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all these Americans would show up, so there was kind of a tension. and they, they wanted him to sort of... They expect him to teach the Chinese. And traditionally... Um, Tai Chi was not taught to Westerners. It was, you know, um, it wasn't even taught to women initially, and then um, it was a family. Then, but eventually, and here he was open to teach everybody. And uh, a lot of the people in Chinatown in New York City uh, didn't like that. They didn't. They thought he was giving away Chinese secrets to the Westerners. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that I mean, I I, I guess I, that is. Uh, I, I guess people of cultures across the world, you know, feel like they have ownership of something and it, and they somehow um, resent the idea of it being shared with others. But that didn't seem at all to be uh, uh, Chang Manching's his approach. Uh, uh, in the film, you have uh, interviews with his son. Um, has he has he carried on in the tradition of his father? Is he still? Uh, yeah, he practices, and his sisters, um, he has a, a brother and two sisters, and, and they all practice Tai Chi. Um, three of them live in Asheville, North Carolina, one of them lives in Houston. So they've maintained, they've sort of carried on his his tradition. Um, but are you going to be out here for any of the Q&As for uh, the opening here in Los Angeles? One way yeah, or I'll be. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I'll be at the Lamley Music Hall. Um, it, it opens on Friday. It's actually our world premiere, and uh, I'll be there at the 740 show. And then I'll be there on Saturday also. So that's May 5th, May 6th and May 7th. Correct. Friday and Saturday I'll be there after the um, 740 show to answer any questions if anybody... The Lemley, which which theater? Uh, Lemley Music Hall on Wilshire Boulevard. Very good, on, on Wilshire. Terrific theater, um, wonderful complex. So, well, now in making this film, did was uh, making of the, the professor, was there... Uh, just in terms of the impact it has has had on you in getting to know so many of the people that he taught, is it any impact on you personally? Change your perception, or is it just in, you know, oh, sort yeah. of enlightened you as to to the to the ways of his teachings? What's been? Oh thing? yeah, I, I mean, originally I thought we'd interview some people, and you know, uh, you know, it sort of seemed like a bit of an obligation because I'm a filmmaker and Ken's a filmmaker, and we thought we were in the right position to sort of record some of this stuff. But as we got more into it, I mean, for me anyway, I mean, I got to meet, we interviewed about 20 people, and, you know, a lot of these people are very high-level uh, Tai Chi practitioners. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn a lot about the the, the practice, just, you know, um, in terms of, because we have sections on the, on the form, on push hands, on sword, because he practiced sword form and fencing. And then this, he was also a Chinese doctor, so there's stuff about um, um, health and Chinese medicine. And then, uh, and then he's also stuff about painting and calligraphy, and then Chinese philosophy. And when I started, I, I didn't—I had a very um, sketchy knowledge of all these subjects. So I was really able to meet all these uh, great Tai Chi people, and they taught me a lot about it. It is—it really is a truly fascinating part of this film. Is that 
in addition, as you just said, I'll just reiterate what you said. Um, the 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 calligraphy that that he he had his students uh, participate in, um, and and all of these uh, the the teaching of of the, him and also the impact it's had on these people. Now we're talking forty forty five years ago for many of these students, and um, I just thought it was fascinating the the one exercise of them doing the calligraphy. I I think the one. Um, subject talked about putting a, a cup of tea on your hand. Help me right. out here, and then and then and yeah. then drawing. Help me with. Is that part of the? Well, calligraphy? yeah. Well, the the I guess the idea of, of of the calligraphy is that you hold the um, brush a certain way so your um, wrist is straight, so you could actually balance a cup of tea on it. And the idea of it is um, that you um, move the brush by moving the whole body. So it's related to Tai Chi in a lot of ways and um all these different things that he did they all had um they were all re related to each other yeah. and um uh, so the calligraphy uh, was very um connected to the tai chi movements well well that's right and it is a, it's a body mind exercise and the ability to i think in in essence what a lot of uh especially the the hands exercise push hands where to to re redirect energy, and 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 be this this fascinating footage of the professor uh, with with people trying to push him off balance, and then watching him literally lift people off the ground through essentially their own energy. I would assume is that part of what? Yeah, you, one of the things about Tai Chi is that it, 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 you're using natural forces. You're using um, momentum, gravity you're using all these things and your body becomes an instrument. It's almost like your body becomes like a giant rubber band. So if someone is pushing at you, you can take in their energy and redirect it and bring it back out of them. And then you, you see them, their feet being uprooted off the ground. And it looks magical, but it's really not. It's just sort of um, harmonizing all the internal aspects of your body. So all the connective tissue, all the muscles, all the bones, they're working together and they're focused. The energy is focused. Um, so it's... it's um, a very interesting practice. Well, I want to I want to compliment you on your film, the Pro Professor Tai Chi's Journey West, and the, and the story of Ching and Ching, in the sense that um, it it is sort of a, a there's a back and forth. I'll call it a yin and yang in your film, okay. where the introduction of of him as the the professor, the teacher, uh, learning about what essentially what Tai Chi is, and then back in the back and forth between that and the um, the students and and we get a, a primer on what it is, what it is. And so there's this nice symmetry to the, prof the, the teacher, the students, and the practice. And it's very seamless. It's a, very, it's a really nice uh, film in that uh, you, you pull people along with his story as well as the, re the remembrance of the people who he taught. But along the way, we get to see it in, in action. We get to see how it's done and and the benefits of it and the impact it's had on people's lives. It's, it's really, I, I can't recommend enough to, in terms of our listeners that this is just a, a really beautiful film uh, about a beautiful man and the practice itself. If you're not familiar with it, uh, you should be. Um, I found myself, after watch, while I was watching it, I thought, why am I not doing this? <laughs> There's no reason in the world I shouldn't be doing this, especially for all the benefits and the relaxation and the connection to other people. 
Um, I just really enjoyed your film a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. That's not very nice of you to say. Yeah. Yeah, we do want it to be a recruiting film for Tai Chi in a way. Yeah. And just to show the people the practice. I mean, I'm hoping that it, people who are a little curious about Tai Chi, it'll, it'll um, make them want to learn more about it and hopefully take it up. But also, for people who already practice Tai Chi, I wanted to give them something that would sort of enrich their practice, too. So I'm, I'm trying to do both things. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, and and it and it get it, getting some insight into this man's life and the legacy he left and the sort of the, there's always those stories. It seems inevitable when you talk about people who who have acquired wisdom and are willing to pass it on that they telegraph even their uh, their near the end of their life. They it's I can't and I don't know that you would say that he knew that his his time was near, but there is something just sort of it seems right that he he left people with this uh with the sort of gifts as he was as he was parting ways with them um it, it's just it's really terrific i and I, I think these there's we need more movies and we need more stories that are are in this vein and uh yeah that's really nice really really well, enjoyed your film well i'm gonna so you'll be here um that would be on friday night so tonight you can see barry Strugatz at the Lemley Music Hall. That's in, well, they say L.A., but it's really Beverly Hills. It's on Wilshire. Right. You can't miss it. Um, beautiful location um, and a wonderful place to see a film. And you'll be there for the 740? Did I get The 740 show, I'll be, yeah, okay. afterwards I'll answer questions, cool. and also on Saturday night. Oh, great. Well, uh, all the best on your journey here and, and as well as uh, further moving further with your own film career. Um, and you've worked, and I, I haven't even brought up all the wonderful film projects that you've been a part of in your life as a filmmaker. Uh, you worked on Married to the Mob, also uh, She-Devil, and as well as From Other Worlds, with uh, that was directed by Melissa Leo. And um, uh, all the best to you moving forward, uh, Barry Strugatz. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.